All right, welcome back to the uh, Purple Friday podcast for Live from the Hammock. Um, here with Trey and Travis, and uh, let's you know, let's let's go through a couple games. Let's two games because this is going to be all Ravens talk today. This is mostly Ravens talk today. Forget everything else because we need to. This is a this needs to be called maybe I don't know. Welcome to like instead of the live from that hammock, live from like the therapy pouch because this is <laughs> this is becoming a recurring thing. I feel like we got the week, but um, um, the game everybody watched obviously was a Sunday night game: Eagles versus the Cowboys. Um, uh, Eagles ended up winning that football game. Cooper rushed through three interceptions in that game. Um, it, until Lane Johnson got hurt, I think in like the second quarter. It looked like the Eagles were going to put up like 40, 45 points on that on the on the Cowboys. They couldn't do Cowboys couldn't do anything defensively with the Eagles, nothing at all. Um, and then the Eagles defense just kind of locked down the Cowboys. Um, Zeke had a decent day, I think, the second half when it got around, but um, it just appeared that it, it think it definitely appears that the Eagles are for real. You know, the Cowboys defense has been stomping stopping everybody since week one. And they come against the Eagles. Even though the Eagles only put up 26 points, it felt like a lot more because of how they were scoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, that that game. Like you said, when Lane Johnson went out, that pretty much made the difference of the whole game. Like, um, as far as the Cowboys really having a chance, because uh, they when he went down, they actually had a chance, but. Um, it ultimately, it, you know, it didn't matter um, at the end, but that does tell you how integral um, that offensive line to the Eagles is going to be, you know, going down a stretch. Um, you know, they re- they remain undefeated, and I don't think the Cowboys were a real threat without um, having Dak Prescott. And you know, Cooper Rush has been having kind of a silent run, but you know, that's kind of like a real opponent that they went against, and you know, in the Eagles and. Um, you know, Eagles just deserve all the credit. I mean, they're just such a balanced team and they're good on like all sides of the ball at this point. And, you know, with a little help because their schedule is literally the easiest schedule I've seen in the NFL, like in a long time. They literally play nobody. I think the Cowboys is the toughest opponent they've had um, this season so far. And the, the schedule doesn't get harder. It, it gets pretty, pretty, pretty much stays easy. I mean, I think the most craziest opponent they have, you know, remaining is in their division um, mm-hmm. in the Giants. So um, they're kind of benefiting from a cake schedule right now, but they look as good as advertised. I'll say that. But, you know, uh, they do need to keep that line uh, healthy because that's the only way you're going to get, you know, the most out of Jalen Hurts. But they look good, though, overall. Yeah, I love the Eagles. Like, that defense is for real. Like, they don't have, like, a big star. I don't – when I go through them, they don't have, like, a big star, but they have a – it's like yeah. they have a mm-hmm. lot of B plus players across the board, so yeah, they play hard, um, and that defense looks legit. But man, you know, Jalen Hurts is is a, a nice beneficiary of some good weapons. I mean, between AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, what's his name, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, like he has a nice weaponry around him and a solid offensive line. So um, hopefully, you know, the offensive line can get healthy, remain healthy, because the Eagles can really do some damage the rest of the year. Like you said, they got a cake schedule, but um, they, they have a defense to really make a run, um, especially yeah. deep in the playoffs. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a good win, especially, like you said, the schedule coming up. I mean, they could easily, they could easily go 
twelve and no thirteen and no before they maybe leave and lose a football game. Like they could lock up, they could lock up a um, because of how the how weak the NFC NFC is this year. Um, they could lock up a number one seed before the season even ends, before they even get to week like fifteen, week sixteen. Like it's yeah. very possible that could happen for them. Um, other game I wanted to touch on the uh, Buffalo Bills beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City, uh, moving the Buffalo Bills to five and one. 24 to 20, so not a high-scoring game. Josh Allen was 27 to 40 for 329 yards and three touchdowns. Stephon Diggs had a game, 10 receptions for 148 yards. Gabe Davis, three catches for 74 yards and a touchdown. Um, meanwhile, Patrick Mahomes threw two interceptions in this football game. Um, didn't have his best game. He did have uh, Juju Smith went over 100 yards, I think, for the first time in the Kansas City uniform. And Travis Kelsey had 108 yards with no touchdowns. Um, this is going to be, I think, going forward, the Peyton Manning, <laughs> Tom Brady matchup for the next, I don't know, decade. This is what it appears. This was this was going to be. Um, these are just fun games to watch. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that any team played bad. Like Patrick Mahomes didn't have his best day, but I mean, only losing by four points, they could have won the football game. Because um, I mean, you look at through the second quarter, they both scored ten points. The third quarter, they they both scored seven points. It wasn't until the fourth quarter where the Bills scored a touchdown and the Kansas City Chiefs only squeaked out a field goal. So that that was obviously the difference in the football game. Um, but I will say, um, it's funny how I think everybody's getting on Lamar Jackson and how badly he's been playing for the last few weeks. But Patrick Mahomes had a couple bad bad interceptions in this game, but everybody gives him a pass, I guess, because he's, you know, he's won a Super Bowl. So you kind of gloss over, you know, that. But um, again, I think it does lend to the fact that you know he does i think miss Tariq hill doesn't have that downfield threat and you can't really count on juju smith having 100 plus yards each game he's not that he wasn't that guy in, in pittsburgh i don't think he's gonna be about a guy in kansas city yeah yeah i agree i mean it, it's just another one of those games and i mean you can't really tell every week because i mean obviously it's going to depend who they play but you know when the chiefs are up against a formidable opponent like the buffalo bills um, the, the absence of Tariq Hill definitely shows itself. And, you know, in those games, um, in this past game, we, we saw, you know, more of Patrick Mahomes being human. I mean, when he's going up against a, a defense like the Bills have, and um, especially with the addition of Von Miller, we've touched on this every pretty much every time, you know, the Bills have played this, this season. We've always touched on how improved the Bills have gotten um, with the addition of Von Miller. Like, you can just see it. Um, you know, and, it, and it's freeing up a whole lot of other guys to make plays on that defense as well. And yeah, they, you know, this is still going to be a good battle. I mean, the Chiefs without Tyreek are still the Chiefs. So, um, you know, the fact that he's making Juju look great in, in some of these games, you know, that that's a plus. But at the end of the day, it's still starting to look like they're missing that, you know, that, that one piece um, that they need to, to kind of, you know, go, get over the hump. And you know it's it, they're they're kind of this is kind of going to be one of those things where, um, you know it's, it's kind of like an AFC Championship preview almost between these two because like I said I, I still think um, the Chiefs are going to be up there um, when it's all said and done you're going to have to answer you know answer to Kansas City it probably just be a matter of if, if the playoffs are going to run through Buffalo or they're going to run through KC mm-hmm. um, but but yeah like uh, great game to watch. Um, Josh Allen is that guy. I mean, he's that dude. It ain't really too much arguing what it is. I mean, it's just, you know, it's these teams that have 
you know, so many different weapons. I mean, look, look at some of the throws he's making. Look at the, the, the touchdown that Dawson Knox at the end of that game. Like, he he has weapons all over the field, too. Um, and, you know, not to mention Stephon Diggs. We already know what he's capable of. So, yeah, Buffalo Bills, man. I mean, they're, they're just once again showing themselves how, how they're the team to beat in the AFC, um, if, if not the league. And, you know, that's something that, you know, I'm concerned about, especially with the Ravens dropping all these games. You know, we're most likely the way it's looking is going to have to go through Buffalo. And that's the last thing we want with the type of football they're playing right now. But um, great game overall. And, um, yeah, just just we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see if the Bills keep ascending or, you know, it, it just is what it is. But those, it seems like Josh Allen, for some reason, um, Patrick Mahomes just brings out the best of him. Like, he just has some amazing games every time they go up against each other. So, I'm just excited to see, you know, what's going to happen next. Yeah, that was one of the better matchups I've seen yet this season. Um, I mean, you know, you saw some some huge plays on Miller. Like, Vaughn Miller's 24 years old, as far as I'm concerned. Like, that man is yeah, playing, yeah. like, he found the fountain of youth. But I think the thing is, like, we've been saying, like, Josh Allen, like, these matchups bring out the best in Josh Allen. Like, even the Ravens game. When you look at the Ravens game, like, he struggled throughout, but at the end, he took over the game. So, um, I look I look at this as a great matchup, and to be honest, the Bills look like the Super Bowl favorites right now. Like, I'm just going to be completely honest. I love my Ravens, but the Bills are like a Super Bowl favorite. They every facet of the game is is playing well right now. Like they don't they don't have the greatest running back. Like I don't think Devin Singletary is like an A or a B or maybe not even a C plus running back, but he's had some solid games and they they've been able to, you know, exploit defensive defensive is what they have. So um it, it's it's it looked good. This is a this is a solid game. Juju Smith Schuster looks fat, but you know, this is a really really good game i really enjoyed it i think uh patrick mahomes he's definitely missing tyreek hill and that's why i've seen the rumors today floating around about them getting odell and travis kelsey just restructured his contract so it's a lot to be seen there but um you know i think these both are going to be playoff teams but i think like you said trey it's going to go through buffalo to get to the super bowl Hmm. yeah so enough of that out of the way we got to talk go. about it. I know. I know. We we've, we've been we've gotten to a place. At least I think we mentally, where we didn't have we folk, we're moving on to next week. But because we do this show, we got to talk about it. So Ravens lose another game after having another lead in the fourth quarter, twenty four to twenty to the New York Giants. Um, they put out a stat. I think after the, the Giants game, the Ravens have now have have been trailing for only for a combined out of the three losses combined 120 seconds for three losses 120 seconds um lamar jackson was 17 to 32 for 210 yards a touchdown and interception Kenyon drake had a monster game 10 carries for 119 yards lamar was right behind him seven carries for 77 yards J.K. Dobbins only had seven carries for 15. Later came out, said he had some tightness in the knee, and, you know, they were afraid of that turf, so they kind of, you know, played it easy with him. Mark Andrews had 106 yards and a touchdown, could have had two. Um, 
and seven catches. Likely got on the board with two catches and 30 yards. He looked good when he did catch the football. Um, the other wide receivers, however, the actual wide receivers on the team combined for four four catches and 45 yards. I mean, um, the defense did get it uh, with a fumble recovery, I think it was, but that was the end of the half. It didn't really impact the game at all. Um, they got, I think, uh, Travis Jones got a sack in the game. Matabike got a sack, and Patrick Queen also got a sack in this game. Clayus Campbell did too. So they got four sacks in the game. Um, however, I think majority of those sacks, I think the first one came on literally the first drive for the Giants. Um, and then uh, I don't think they got any in the second half. Like, I mean, again, this is a defense we've seen. We, especially in the losses, they look good in the first, maybe for, I wouldn't even say the first two quarters. It's like the first quarter and a half lately that they've looked good. Because by the time they hit halftime, you can already see the wheels start to fall off. Um, the zone coverage that they're playing on, this soft coverage. The, 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 the Giants, I think they said, were 7 of 14 on third down in this game. They were 7 of 14 on third down. I mean, I don't know if uh, we watched the game. How many times did we see on third and 10, third and 12, or third and 15, the, the Giants converting these long third downs because the Raven corners are playing eight, nine yards in the backfield, in the defensive backfield. They're literally giving them, like, the guys are catching the ball at, like, the within seven or eight yards and then breaking a tackle or making a move and getting another five yards. So they were getting the first, they're converting first downs like it was nothing. Um, the Ravens didn't win the time of possession. They had 28 minutes compared to the Giants, 31. Um, but the other stats that obviously get, you know, thrown up, the Ravens had 195, no, I'm sorry, uh, 211 rushing yards compared to the Giants, 83. They said Ken Drake was averaging about 11 yards a carry by the end of the football game. Saquon Barkley was averaging, averaging 3.9 yards a carry. 3.9. The Ravens were averaging 7 yards a play compared to the Giants, 3.8 yards, yards. If I just showed you without the scores, right? If I just showed you without the scores, the Ravens have 406 total yards compared to the Giants, 238. They have more passing yards. They almost they had more than double rushing yards. Okay? And almost double they had with yards per play. If I told you that, all the Ravens won by 15, right? Right? No, they lost by four. Like, what? What do you mean they lost by four? Because the Ravens were also one and three in the red zone. That, those, the first two red zone, I'm not first two, the first one and the third drive, the third times they were in the red zone. They threw the ball three straight times. I don't think I saw not one run play, even when they did score touchdowns, I didn't even see one run play attempted in the red zone. Not one. You had Kenyon Drake who was going off. At, at least in the first half, J.K. Dobbins was in the game. J.K. Dobbins is one of the better red zone running backs in the NFL when he's healthy, when he's out in the field. Why were there no run plays? You have Lamar who's one of the greatest running quarterbacks of all time. Why is Lamar not getting any read option plays in the red zone? What What is going on here? Like, what is really happening right now? Like, I, I, I'm trying to wrap my head around what the Ravens are, are thinking. And it, it doesn't seem to make sense. Now, look, Lamar, end of the game, fumbled. The ball gets fumbled. 
Now, I will say, you know, they brought in Tyler Linderbaum for that thing not to happen, right? And what what happens? He hang, snaps the ball badly. It's literally why they brought in Tyler Linderbaum to, for that not to happen. And legit happens when it doesn't need to. Lamar picks the ball up, but then throws the ball, tries to throw the ball to Patrick Ricard. Why is Patrick Ricard down the field? Why is he a legitimate catching option in that play? I mean, he was sitting right there. He's a 300-pound fullback. He doesn't know he's supposed to come back to the ball. So, of course, the safety reads it, and he goes over and he picks the ball off. And then the very next drive, when Lamar and them have to go down the field, try to score a touchdown and win the football game, Lamar holds the ball out, gets stripped, fumbled, and the game's over. Game's over. Lamar didn't play, has not played his best game in the last three weeks. That interception, minus, I mean, I'm wanting that to fumble, that interception did cost him the football game. Because if Lamar throws that ball out of bounds and started trying to make a play, playing hero ball there, they probably punt the ball and at least force the, the Giants to move down the field, which they hadn't done all day. Force them to at least move down the field, maybe burn some timeouts or whatever, and get a punt. Maybe you get an opportunity to go back on a shorter field to go win the football game maybe on a Justin Tucker field goal or something, or you at least hold the lead. I think they had a three-point lead at that point before when Lamar threw the interception. So at least maybe they kick a field goal, they tie it, and at least maybe move down the field and Tucker can go redeem himself, win the football game, much like they did against the Bengals the week before. I, I saw the press conference, I think it was either yes, I think it was yesterday, and they asked John Harbaugh, uh, you know, why is it that you guys can't seem to, you know, there's another double digit lead that you guys had. You guys can't seem to, you know, close it out. What, what do you guys got to do? And he's like, we just got to finish. You know, we just got to, you know, it's like, let's, let's just start to practice. We got to finish our workouts, you know, like we got to, we got we to, we just got to, we got to finish our lunch. You know, we got we to gotta finish waking up in the morning. You know, we got to finish brushing our teeth. You know, what have you finished lately? Like it's one of, it was one of, he was, I felt like he was on that, that diatribe where I'm just like, this sounds like a comedy skit, right? You gotta be joking with me, right? We gotta finish. We gotta finish. And somebody I was reading on Twitter, someone brought up a good point. I think it was one of the nitty-gritty guys, brought up a good point. Um, that this is this didn't just happen last year. This has been happening since 2013. It's just happening more now because it's on a on a shorter scale. It's it's literally every other game now. The Ravens are blowing these games and losing. But remember, like, I mean, not the, like 2017 before Lamar even got there. The Ravens had a lead against the Bengals in the last game of the season, and they blew that game. Where they, if they win the game, they're in the playoffs. We've been seeing this. This is not new to the Ravens, and then blowing blowing these kind of games and not finishing these kind of games. But also, what we're seeing now, it looks like the locker room is starting to. There's some cracks there now because now we're starting to see. I know you guys have seen on Twitter. Uh, J.K. Dobbins putting out there, you know, last week saying he doesn't know where he fits in this offense. And um, Rashad Bateman literally LOLing at the fact that the Ravens signed Deshaun Jackson, laughing at that. Marlon Humphrey, who rarely talks about the game, especially if they lose, uh, because he usually does this like Instagram live stuff. But rarely does he talk about when they lose any, any, you know, any comments. But he made a comment right after the game of like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results that you're now you're starting to see cracks you saw guys in the press conference not wanting to take questions anymore 
they were getting frustrated at the questions being asked. Um, they said even today when the media was in the building, guys were running away from the media. They were literally taking showers early when practice was over and dipping out the back door or whatever like that to avoid talking to the media. The only really person they talked to, I think, was John Harbaugh, Lamar was there, and Deshaun Jackson. Everybody else seemed to be avoiding them. And then on top of that today, in the injury report, it said Lamar was limited with a hip issue and that Mark Andrews had a knee issue and he was either, I think he was out, but but Harbaugh goes to the media and says, oh, Lamar practiced fully today and Mark Andrews had, had a rest day. I'm like, well, which is it? Because I'm like, you can say that they had a rest day. We've seen it on numerous injury reports that they had, a you know, NIR or whatever. Like they had a rest day. We can see that. But on the injury report, it says that he has a knee issue. So which one is it? Did he is he having a rest day or did he have a knee problem? And the same thing with Lamar. I mean, he was limited today, but you say he practiced fully. Well, if he's limited, he's only really doing passing drills with like, you know, on the side of the field and stuff and not really practicing. So which one was it? Again, it's getting to the point now where the Ravens and John Harbaugh, especially the front office, they can't seem to grasp a hold of this right now. Lamar, I mean, not Lamar, uh, John Harbaugh has been He's been he's gotten to the point now. He's gotten to the point now where he's starting to make up stuff just because he doesn't know where to go from here. They're sitting here at three and three when they should be at least at least four and two. They should have a winning record at this point. At, at minimum, one at minimum, maybe one loss. Maybe one loss. Maybe the Dolphins game. Okay, I, I'll take that. But then you even saw in the Giants game, right? Wink Martindale blitzed 65% of the time. He did exactly what the Dolphins did to the Ravens offense last year. He knew what he was going to do coming into that game. He saw what happened, what happened to Lamar in that Dolphins game last season. Some do the same thing to him. And I have better talent to do it. He had Kayvon Thibodeau. He had decent, you know, uh, there's a decent defense back there. Uh, talented players than he had last year, at least on the edge. He did, he did exactly that. And what happened? Lamar got flustered. He was throwing off his back foot. He was airmailing the ball, overthrowing guys, throwing balls in the dirt. Um, I'll say this. Um, it, it appears that, you know, a lot of that work that Lamar did, a lot of, a lot of that work that Lamar did, a lot of that work that Lamar did in the offseason just seems to be, I don't know if it's really, if it's really affecting him in a positive way anymore because of these losses. I don't know if he worked on the blitz or anything else like that. But, you know, I'll let you guys get your input out about the rest of this game. I, I have more to say, but I want to get you guys get your guys. <laughs> yeah, man. I honestly don't even know where to start uh, with this team right now. But um, I guess just starting with just this loss kind of felt a lot really different than and all all losses kind of always feel kind of different this one felt like really different um, to the point where obviously i'm frustrated but just trying to figure out what caused the loss is like so many different things you can point to um the, the defensive ailments i'm almost i'm almost ready to stop blaming the defense almost because um yes we have been surrendering um leads in the fourth quarter but it, it's definitely been because of both sides of the football for the most part. I'm um, as frustrated as, as I am with the defense. As frustrated as I am with the defense, I think that our offense, was, for whatever reason, um, in that coaching booth, we just let off the gas. And our play calling just becomes so much questionable 
um, in the second half of these football games. And I don't know how many times I got to come in here every week and, and mention about how we, we're just not a team who knows how to make adjustments. But it showed itself once again in that Giants game. Those, those New York Giants literally did nothing that was special. They literally did nothing that um, that that dictated that they should have won that game. Especially in the first half, um, we, we dominated possession in the first half. Um, and then in the second half, we thought we were just going to come out and and not put our foot on the gas and and just continue doing what was working. Um, you, you mentioned the stats already, Miles. Uh, King and Drake had 119 yards rushing in the TD. I have no idea why we weren't using King and Drake down the stretch to close out that football game. We're up, we're up, we're up 10 points. Why are we not putting our foot on the gas to get up out of there at this point? Just being put in situations where it's just not increasing our chances to win the game. I mean, we're up. We The defense, how are you going to tell me to blame the defense? Saquon Barkley had 83 yards rushing. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. There's, there was a couple a couple plays where, you know, we could have stopped them on third down and whatnot. Um, and we mentioned they were 7-14 they were, uh, on third down for the whole game. For the first half, we were getting them off the field often. We were getting them off the field often. What do we what, what do we expect in these second half of games for for the defense to just keep getting them off the field all the way through the fourth quarter? We know we we know that's not even realistic with our defense. I mean, we've seen um, what could happen in those games where they you know they just couldn't stop and they couldn't stop anything. But they did tighten it up. I've seen that they make some type of adjustments, even though I'm not a super fan at that zone defense in every situation that they were running it, um, because I do think that definitely hurt us. But it's hard to blame the defense when our play calling on offense is so much worse. I just don't understand why we, we didn't use um, King and Drake down the stretch just to close that game out. And on top of that, we had the nerve to run that that beautiful, most simple play we have in our playbook where Lamar snaps the ball back, throws it to DuVernay. What did DuVernay do with the football? Turned it right up field for a first down. He got like 12, 13 yards on that play. Yeah. Yep. We we didn't do it one more time in that game. We didn't do it ever again in that football game. The game before that, we used Duvernay in almost every situation. We we ran hitch play. We we had him lined up in the backfield. We ran reverses. We ran we did so much so much stuff with Duvernay last game and it was and, and it was successful. It worked. It worked often. How is that the only play that we have to do? We had like a couple of plays to do, but that was it for the entire game. Are you serious? And that's just the pass game. How many screens did we run in that game? Probably zero. Yeah, I didn't I see any. I didn't, any. I didn't see yeah. one screen in that screen in that football game, and we were in multiple third and long situations. Multiple third and long situations where the safest play probably would have been a screen. A play that we 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 likely break. You wanna you wanna run Patrick Ricard out on all of these routes? I wouldn't have been as upset if they just threw a screen pass to him because we've seen him be successful in that in that, in that realm too. We've seen Patrick Ricard in the screen game. He looks alright, and he's a bulldozer. So if we need one, if we need a few yards, we know he's gonna get it. The uh, the play at the end of the game with Lamar through the interception. Um. Terrible, terrible, terrible decision by Lamar, obviously. Um, and yes, why is Patrick Ricard down the field um, in the first place? But, you know, 
he he was down the field. I don't know what you know Lamar's you know playing hero ball, and Ricard is double covered. He's a fullback and he's double covered, and Lamar still threw it to him. We can't we can't excuse that for for one. However, this just kind of encompasses what we already know. Lamar doesn't trust his offense like he mm-hmm. did the first like he did the first two weeks. He doesn't. I think he had an idea, and I think he thought he trusted them the first two games. But now at this point, with Bateman not being in the lineup, and then you got Tylen Wallace coming in, and um, James Prochet pretty much still missing uh, from the lineup, <laughs> uh, whether he's on the field or not. I mean, we just you know we just don't see him out there. I think I've probably seen one play from him in the last few games. Um, there's there's no trust, and we saw in the game they were double teaming Mark Andrews the whole game, and Lamar was just forcing him the ball all day long. Just forcing the ball, and Andrews was making as many plays as he could. And it was another play where Lamar missed him again down down the field, but it would have been a difficult throw. But it, it's just showing the Lamar is only going to be as good as who he trusts out there to make plays for him. And I don't think the trust is there anymore. And now the Ravens all of a sudden are in, are in desperation mode with this uh, Deshaun Jackson signing, which is a typical vintage uh, Baltimore Ravens move. But at the same time, what the hell else are they gonna do? <laughs> I guess they had to do. I guess they had to do something. And um, and and I don't know how long Bateman's expected to miss, but this tells me that you know he may be out another week, <laughs> at the minimum. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. Uh, we'll see when the, when the report comes out. But with all that being said, um, this is another week where, you know, with all of that being said, the mistakes by Lamar. Um, Lamar not playing great. Um, Lamar didn't honestly shouldn't have had to play great football to win a game against the Giants. He, the Giants literally did nothing special to cause us to lose that game. Um, the coaches put us in horrible position. I'm putting this loss on them. This is a coaching loss, and the coaching losses are stacking week to week. There's no, there's nothing you can say to me that that, that excuses. That play calling from Greg Roman in the fourth quarter of that game. That was just ridiculous. I, I, I don't understand why there were any play calls where it was designed for Lamar Jackson to take a snap and take seven take a seven step seven step drop. There, there was no situation. There was no situation where you where, where I would design a play call or call a play call in that situation. It doesn't involve some type of running the ball. Or, or a design run, or if you're going to pass it, the screen game or a hitch. I just don't understand why he didn't use that at all when it's been working all game as far as the run the run game. So I'm just putting that on them. And I'm also putting it on not just Greg Roman. He's definitely at fault because his play calling has been trash. But I put it on the, the head coach because he's overseeing it. You see the situation in the game. If there's one thing, we know you're not an X's, X's and O's uh, coach. But, but you're supposed to have common sense. And you're supposed to be a football guy at the end of the day. And if you see that we're up 20 to 10 or we have a lead, we're up three or whatever the case may be, you should know how to manipulate the, the ball game to, to, to get us up out of there with a W, especially how things have been going in our other loss. So it, I, I think I think it's just, you know, it's just coming to a head at this point. And I think, um, you know, a lot of these type of games, the Ravens have been able to escape. Um, it, it's stuff that's been going on even since last year. But, you know, we've actually gotten healthier and we've, we're getting similar results. And now um, at some point, we're going to have to put this on the coaches. 
I'm not saying fire John at this point in the season. I don't know how good that'll do, even though it does seem like he's lost that locker room. We're not in the locker room, so we can't confirm it. But I mean, if you're just the outside looking in, it it it, it damn sure appears to be that way. Um, so I I'm, I'm not saying I'm screaming for a coaching change because, I, like I said, I, I still think that this team is in a position to. To, to, to win our division just because of the way our division is panning out and we did get a crucial win against the Bengals the week before so you know for that sake I mean it is what it is we keep we keep you know we keep pushing but something's got to be done um, as far as uh, they, they have to figure out a way to, to coach better I mean it, it's but so many times um, that Lamar or the talent on our team can pull these coaches out of a situation and, and win just off of just being athletic and talented. I mean, Lamar's already saved everybody in that building's job already. He's done that already. Now at this point, it's time for you at this point to put Lamar back in, in, a, in a position to be successful, to be in a position to be a possible MVP candidate. All of that's gone right now. They're not even close. So um, just to sum this up, uh, for me, terrible loss probably one of the worst losses I've seen um Giants had no business being on that football field with us their record does not define how good they are that team is not that good and you can tell from watching it they they did not belong in the same field with us in that first Saturday mm-hmm. football game they could not convert a first down nope. they, they were not good Dan, Daniel Jones was not impressive whatsoever the yards the, a lot of the yards that they got was because our cornerbacks uh, I think Miles mentioned this was peeking in the backfield, playing at zone defense. They're playing a, they're playing a receiver and they're playing a quarterback at the same time, and that's just not good defense. And it's not defense that that's, that unit is used to running. So um, frustration across the board. Um, new, new coach Mike McDonald is you know it, he he's taken taken a brunt of it in, in the previous games. I'm not going to lay too much into him. Um, but Greg Roman, it's it's just a reoccurring theme. Um, Lamar has bailed us out in a lot of these situations. That's why those guys are still sitting in the booth right now, including Greg Roman. Um, but going forward, I mean, if, if even if you're going to call these play calls, man, just 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 use common sense. I mean, if we can see it at home sitting on the couch, like I just don't understand what they're getting paid for at this point. So. Um, adding Deshaun Jackson, I mean, you know, hopefully he can get up there still. Like, he, hopefully some of the speed is still there. I mean, I, I think I don't think it'll hurt us him being there. I hope Lamar doesn't think he needs to force feed him the football. Um, I, you know, I, I, I am worried about that, but I think that um, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't think it's, it's it's a move that's going to hurt us. I just think that it's one of those things for the Raven. I think it's too little, too late. We had we had our opportunity to go get somebody good. And, and it's biting us in the ass right now. And um, we're just going to have to see how they adjust. And the only thing that we can hope for is that that run game gets better and better to where a lot of this stuff might not matter <laughs> um, until the playoffs hit. But until then, um, we're going to keep squeaking through some games because that, that Browns game is coming up. I know we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but that Browns game, that's not going to be no walkover either. Yeah. So I think that's going to be a more difficult game than the Giants game. So they're going to have to get their act together this week. Yeah, um, I'm gonna quote Fannie Lou Hamer because I think that's probably how I feel. You know, I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired. Sick and tired. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, 
this is the same thing almost every week this year um with the exception of week one like i'll give kudos to the defense you know they they stepped up they've been just two weeks we've seen we've seen progression you know um i give big kudos to geno stone i give big kudos for kyle hamilton for not having a huge mental mistake um you know the defense definitely they've stepped up and they've played better they have a ways to go that zone defense i am not i'm not sold on it this is a man coverage team that's what our our dbs do best that that that's their specialty everything i have to say is for the offense greg roman you know you you all said it this man can't adjust to save his life all right like we can't put our players in a position to succeed we didn't give our playmakers the ball in spots where they could have it and be successful when we had a player that was hot we did not keep giving him the ball exactly Kenyon drake hot 11 almost 10 yards of carry yeah 11 yards 11 yards of carry 11 yards of carry he should have had about 18 to 19 carries before that game ended we didn't utilize him he was hot the holes were there we were pull, we were pulling over to that left side, and the holes were there every single time. Um, and it just goes to show that this guy doesn't have a clue. He doesn't know how to keep a, a defense on their toes. He doesn't know how to keep them off balance. He doesn't have a good feel for the game. This guy's essentially a good offensive line coach out there masquerading as a as an offensive genius. <laughs> right. That's yep. what he is. <laughs> he knows how um, to get those guys to pull and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's about it. <laughs> and, and time and time again, you can't scheme your wide receivers open. You know you're missing your number one receiver. Scheme these guys open. The manufactured touches we've been talking about this week after week after week. You know, when you have a quarterback that's struggling, you know, you know, at the start of a game, this is what a good offensive coordinator does. They get the quarterback in a rhythm. They give them easy throws. They give them screen. Quick. Get in the flow of the game. When, when have we seen that with the Ravens? haven't seen it you know the first thing first thing we saw in the game oh mark andrews can have a field day underneath we attacked that once or twice you know um but then they they started double teaming and getting physical with mark andrews okay where are we going to go from there how can we make this game easier for lamar they leave lamar to to make the big play lamar plays hero ball because that's what they put him in a position to do you know even a lot of these great quarterbacks, they have the luxury of being babied into the game. Quick rhythm throws. And when they're struggling, their coordinator will, will, will put them in a position to get back in a rhythm. When have we seen that from Greg Roman? Not at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm sick of this guy offensive coordinator. And I, and I don't want to keep beating him down because there's plenty of blame to go around. But Greg Roman sucks. He's absolute trash. Like he he really he really doesn't know what he wants to do with this team. I mean, look, James Prochet needs to I'm in the game. The guy the guy's shown he can play time and time again. You know, Hollywood said last year, what's what do you say? What's good what how can you go to war if you're not gonna uh put your soldiers in good positions or something like that? He said what's like, what's what's the use of having what's the point of having soldiers if you ain't gonna use them? <laughs> we're not using them. We're not right. using them like 
I, I mean, the J.K. Dobbins thing, you know, his knee could have tightened up. We don't, I don't know. I don't know what's real and what's not. But I see guys that can make plays on this team, and they're just not in a position to make it. Now, the most egregious thing is towards that end zone. When we got in that end zone, um, we got inside that 10-yard line, and we threw the ball four times in a row. I don't think I've seen such bad decision-making and play-calling this whole entire NFL season with all the games I've watched. Like, when you have your quarterback who can make plays in the run game, when you have a running back that's hot and your offensive line is getting pushed, why are you throwing the ball four times in a row? We're in a position to, to take this game and run away with it, but we throw the ball four times in a row. And that's been happening all season. We get inside that five-yard line, that 10-yard line, and we forget who we are. It's 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 insanity, peak insanity. It doesn't make sense. Now, Lamar, I'm gonna I'm gonna cape for Lamar a little bit. Because like I said, he's not being put in a position to succeed. But I will say this. You said it, Trey. He doesn't trust his teammates. He doesn't trust Greg Roman. I don't think he's trusted this offense since 2019. I think when 20 when that 2020 season happened, I think he lost trust. And I think he's been playing hero ball ever since. Because the guy, when the Ravens are, are in tough positions, what have we seen Lamar do for the past three seasons? Press. Force the issue. Try to win it all on his own. Mm-hmm. Only look at Mark Andrews. Stare him all the way down. So I don't think he has faith. I think he knows what he has in the offensive coordinator. He plays the political game and, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll talk up the offense or won't say anything at all. But he does not trust this offense. He doesn't trust Greg Roman. He doesn't trust these receivers. He trusts Rashad Bateman and he trusts Mark Andrews. That's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Uh, so I don't, I don't, it's, it's right now. I'm losing hope in this offense. I'm losing hope in our potential because who we have in charge. And the sad thing is, if we make the playoffs, guess who's going to be back again next year? Greg Roman. Greg Roman. Yeah. Greg Roman. So I'm going to leave it at that. This is a disappointing game. Um, I don't have much to say about the defense. I mean, you all have said it all, but there really needs to be a change, a serious change because this is going downhill and and jk dobbins the the biggest thing with him him liking tweets about him getting traded to a team yeah. that's be, i think we're one game away from the player turning on these coaches and i'm yeah. going to leave that um i mean not to mention i mean we, we, we've talked about like this the lack of uh the terrible play calling and stuff like that but uh this was the first game we saw like i mean how many false start penalties they had like three on the first drive alone um, Adape Owe, Adape Owe taking the helmet and throwing it on the ground. It was a, going to be a like fourth and three or fourth and four. Ended up coming a first down because of an unsportsmanlike penalty call. Uh, AJ Klein on a punt return tackles a guy way out of bounds, gives him another 15 yards. Like the un, they were, this was the most undisciplined game they've played outside of we, we've talked about the zone, the terrible zone coverages, not having. Uh, edge rusher, not having um, um, consistent pass rush throughout the game and stuff like that, and the backing off of wide receivers, allowing them to make plays in the middle of the field. 
But on top of that, now they got penalties on top of that now. Now they're making stupid plays now on, on top of that. Like before this, they didn't really get these kind of calls, right? And look, let's not forget on even the even on the the the, the touchdown to Mark Andrews, that was a delay of game. They're lucky the Ravens didn't get that call. Oh, yeah. They're yep. lucky that wasn't even called because I mean I saw Brian Dayball, even the announcer was like, Yeah, usually, you know, there's like a second in between the referees looking at the clock and then looking at the snap. That was a, like two seconds. Like they they just kind of blew, they just kind of like whatever. <laughs> um, the luck Ravens are lucky they got away with one there, but that was gonna be a delay of game. That was gonna be a delay of game on that on that call. Uh, and not to mention, also, I think there was a, the drive before the interception. Um there was a third, what was it, third and one or third and two? And they did a quarterback sneak. Lamar gets the first down, but they have to call it back because it was a legal formation or something. It wasn't, they they called it on, I think, Ronnie Stanley, but it wasn't Ronnie Stanley's fault. It was the fact that there was nobody else on the line of scrimmage on that side or something like that. Yep. That that right that also cost us the game because we had to punt the football. And I think then we skid a stop and then the interception happens the very next drive. So again, like you guys are, I mean, like you guys are saying, like this, this just appears to be a team that appears lost. And like and you guys saw Lamar appeared to be just out of it, right? I don't know if you guys saw Lamar when he got to the sideline, even in the first quarter. He seemed like he just he was he was done. Like mentally. He was just through with it. I think he was just through. Like, um, uh, and then Harbaugh mentioned today, they asked him after they signed, you know, Deshaun Jackson, well, you know, what about Proche? You know, he's, you know, he's healthy. And, you know, we thought, you know, abatement going down that Proche was going to start getting more, more catches or more, at least more time. And he was like, well, you know, Proche is a guy, he's going to get a lot more catches. He's going to be more involved in this offense. Right. You, you want me to read you guys the stats that he has as of this season right now? He has one reception on two targets for seven yards. And that happened the other day. Or probably the game before yeah. this one. Yeah. I can't remember. It might have been this game. I can't. At remember. this point, as a Ravens fan, don't believe anything that comes out of Harbaugh's mouth. Nothing. Nothing. Because at, 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 when they say actions are louder than words, right? Actions speak louder than words. If he says that, okay, I want to see more Prochet this Sunday against the Browns, right? But that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Browns will have a helmet on. We'll see him out there. We'll see him out there and stuff. But guess who's going to get probably the targets? Deshaun Jackson is going to carry cut into James Prochet's catches. He's or he'll he'll won't get or he'll be a healthy scratch now that Deshaun Jackson is on the team and Andy Isabella as well. I wouldn't be surprised if James Prochet is just a healthy scratch, like he was for week one and week two. I, I don't believe anything that comes out of this coach's mouth right now. And uh, I guess we'll segue right now. This segue into this Browns game. So look. Uh, the Browns coming off a loss to the Patriots. The Billy Zappi gets his first start. Um, he threw for 24 of uh, 34, 309 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Ramon J. Stevenson, the running back, had 19 carries with 76 yards and two touchdowns. Ja'Cory Brissett, two interceptions, 266 yards. Had to throw the ball 45 times, only 21 completions. Nick Chubb, only 12 carries for 56 yards. Kareem Hunt, four carries for 12 yards. Donovan People Jones led with four receiving yard receptions and 74 yards there. They didn't have a great game. However, this is a divisional football game, right? Uh, they did have an extensive injury report. Um, uh, Davian Clowney is 
was, I think, they had a lot. Miles Garrett didn't practice today, but Wednesday for a lot of guys is usually a rest day, especially for veteran guys. So it, we really won't really, really know until like Thursday and Friday what we see practice wise. Um, going into this game, however, we saw, I don't, they, they, they mentioned that they're bringing about the 2001, um, not 2001, the 2012 Ravens Super Bowl team as a reunion. So Ray Rice is actually going to be back. Um, on the field in a Raven with the Ravens organization for like the first time since the um, the elevator video came out. Uh, this will probably be the first time Ray, Ray Rice has actually been with the organization. <laughs> so I'm happy to see that. I haven't seen him back kind of in the fold there. But um, then they they had they mentioned in the press conference that Lamar was like, "Yeah, just gonna pump us up for the game and the stuff." Like, is this what it's gonna take every home game? They just got to dig up old Ravens and stuff like, you know, and just bring them back out in the field to pump them up. They had to bring out Ray Lewis and that Bengals game, the last home game and Nelly <laughs> to get them pumped up. Um, this is a one o'clock game coming up. Um, again, I'm not I wouldn't be afraid of Jacoby Brissett, but we just faced Daniel Jones and they beat us. They have a better running game than the the Giants do, and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They have about the same receiving core. It's about it's really it's it's eerie because it's like the the record for the Browns is like two and four, and the Giants are four what four and one or five and one or whatever now. Five and one. But they they basically have the same team. They basically have the same team. They have a better defense, I think, talent wise. But running game was about the same. They got Nick Chubb and they got Saquon Barkley, of course, in the Giants and Jacoby Brissett and Daniel Jones. And Jacoby Brissett, I think, is a lesser quarterback than Daniel Jones is. But this is a game where, again, we've seen th- this Ravens team now lose to teams where they should be they should be beating by twenty points. This Ravens offense has not scored more than twenty points in three game three weeks. Three weeks. If you're an offense that has does not score regularly like the Browns do or anybody else. Going against a Ravens team that, hey, this Ravens offense is struggling to score in the third and fourth quarter. If we can hold this Ravens team to seven or ten, maybe at maximum ten points in the first half, we can win this football game. That's how teams now are coming in when they play the Ravens. They're like, if we cannot let them score 30 points, we can probably beat this football team. Because they're front runners. The Ravens have shown they even like even when they're front running, they can't even hold on to a lead. But now with now what we've seen more of a sample size from the Ravens, we're now seeing if this Ravens team doesn't score 30 to 35 points in the first half, they're probably gonna lose this football game because they can't score in the second half at all. They can't score in the second half because um they don't make adjustments well. The other team makes adjustments. Um, and they just can't seem they can make stupid mistakes. Um, again, Lamar is focusing on number 89 the whole game because he can't throw. They don't scheme. Devin Duvernay open. You're bringing in now Deshaun Jackson to the fold. They're going to just make him run go routes the entire day. I feel like he's going to pull a hamstring either this game or next game, and then he'll be out. I, I, Lamar is also I, – I feel for Lamar, right? Lamar has to be looking like – when he got that alert was like – so in 2020, uh, Des Bryant, and now this week I'm, I'm going to be playing with Deshaun Jackson – Look, he's like the last time that I saw these guys on the field regularly, I was playing with them in Madden, I bet in like 2013. Hmm. That was it. He was like in middle school, high school, playing Madden with these guys, and now they're on the field with him. I, 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 I uh, Lamar Jackson, I know again, it's, it's hard to equate his contract to 
what has been happening this season because he don't have the talent to do so. But that's what it's going to come down to. And Lamar, again, like you guys said, you can see it. In, you can see it in his body language and in his face right now. He does not look happy with this offense. Even when they go out there and score touchdowns, he doesn't like appear thrilled at all. Like he just like I'm going through the motions. I don't even know if I'm going to be here next year. Like it's it's. I'll let you guys. What you what do you guys think with yeah. the what they got to do in this game against the Bears? It's a rivalry game, a divisional game. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, I think um, uh, that's number that's number one. It's a division game. So um, if if you think the Browns are going to put up the performance that they put up against the Patriots against us, you can go ahead and forget about that um, because it, that's that usually does not happen. Um, and they they have probably one of the best running games in the league. Um, I would say uh, stopping the run is going to be more critical in this game than it even was in the Giants game just because the Browns um, typically um, with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, um, they, they do this more consistently on a week-to-week basis as far as their run game. Um, any Anytime that Jacoby Brissett throw the ball over 30-something times, then usually that's a sign that they're in trouble. So I, I, think, I think number one, uh, we got to limit that run game and – that's not going to be an easy task. I, I think it will be more difficult um, stopping a run in Cleveland than it will um, than what we had to deal with in New York, actually. Um, also, you know, Kareem Hunt, um, a lot of his skill set, he 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 go he runs uh, runs the football, but he also out of the backfield um, into the flats and things like that. Like that's going to be something, you know, with his own defense. I'm going to have to, you know, just keep an eye on. Um, to, you know, him just slipping out the backfield and getting in, in holes and things like that because he can make plays after the catch as well. I'm not as concerned with Jacoby Brissett, but the Ravens at the same time, we we still don't have the best history with him, no matter what team he's on. Like some sometimes it just seems like he has our number, and, um, and in some games we we prevail. But I I wouldn't sleep on him. Like you said, you know, Daniel Jones wasn't anything we were worried about either, but he made the plays when he counted. So I think um. More the same. I think we need defensively. I think we just need to be able to get off the field, um, stop the run, and you know somehow in this whatever the zone defense that that we're running, we're gonna have to make plays and not let them convert third downs as often as they did in New York. So I think that's that's number one. Um, offensively, I we just need to we need to we we need to protect one. Um, but we this often needs to run through the run game. I think we're gonna have to run them out of the building um, on Sunday. I, th- I think I think that's the, just the best game plan we can we can think of. Just, just run them out of the building, and when we do need to pass, we're gonna have to protect Lamar because um, Miles My- Garrett ain't no joke. Um, people forget that he's not one of the top top rushes in this league still, and and he is. So uh, I think uh, figuring that out with the offensive line and probably um you know obviously the play calling I'm, I'm just not going to talk about it anymore on this show because it's just it, we've just dug that into the to the ground at this point and it's just obvious like obviously we that, that's something we're going to need to correct but um I think the number one thing we're going to have to do to win this game is just simply not shoot ourselves in the foot I mean Miles you brought up all the penalties that we had last game with um you know the offensive line illegal procedures and the and Morgan Moses with the multiple false start penalties and 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 our center snapping the ball early, you know, in crucial down stuff like that can't happen. And um, that I think that'll be the number one key is just protecting the football, not shooting ourselves in the foot, operating that offense through the run game and play action. And I think we'll be okay. 
and um, you know I think we'll win the game, but it's just not. It just doesn't look good, and I'm not excited for the game, and that's that's the the, the bad part about it. I'm really not, um, it, especially being in a home game. It, we're at the point now where a home game it doesn't even mean much anymore because it's not like we play any better or worse at home at this point in the season. It's just kind of like it's not even a real advantage at this point. It feels like, and, and you're right, uh, Miles. It, it does seem like Lamar's a little bit checked out. Um, I am still hopeful that you know you know because with everything going on wins can fix a lot of things and I do think if we do get out of here with a win that'll be two crucial division wins um and we'll be undefeated in the division and to me (laughs) a lot of the stuff we're talking about might not matter if if they're just crushing the division you know at that point um but that remains to be seen so hopefully we get the W and um you know that 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 will change a lot of things for us if, if we do come out with a win, and and we'll see. Um, as far as the pass game, I don't really have any much to say. We don't know what we're gonna get on Sunday with the pass game. Deshaun's may or may not play. Bateman may or may not be there, and we already know what Andrews is gonna be be there for. So, um, like I said, play calling I won't even address, but I think we need to run that Brock. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I mean, the, the Browns are are susceptible to the run. They they're a, they're a bottom ten defense, um, and they're a bottom seven defense when it comes to the run. So, I think, like you said, the run game, the run game, the run game, to the victory, um, and also just making smart plays. Like I don't, I think we're at the point where a win is a win at this point. We need victory, so you know, we don't need to throw the ball 30, 35 times a game. I think we need to run the ball. We need to make smart plays. And we need, when we get up, we need to run run them into the ground, keep that offense on the field, and have long, sustainable drives. Uh, from a defensive perspective, we need to stop their run game. The Browns have a top four offense in the league when you're talking about yardage. like, And they're like top, I think they're number four in rushing too. So I think it's like 172 yards a game or something like that. But the Browns can run the ball. So we need to stop the run. Um, because it's also going to open up Jacoby Brissett. But if we made Jacoby Brissett one-dimensional and we have to put the ball in his hands, he's going to fold. He, he's definitely going to fold. I don't I don't care like what miscues we've had on defense. Jacoby Brissett is not a quarterback where, where he can succeed if they become one-dimensional. So uh, we need to run the ball and we need to stop the run. Be smart. I'm going to keep it real simple there. And we need to play like like we have an attitude and like this game really means means something to us. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, like you guys, I think you guys said, like having Jacoby Brissett, if he has to throw the ball more than more than forty times in this game, you're doing a good job on your side um, because he's not a volume thrower at all. Um, my only worry is that they continue with this zone coverage stuff and leaving wide receivers just wide open, um, and guys are just getting you know yak yardage or whatever and making plays. And look, the Marcus Peters and I think and Marlon Humphrey overall have been playing very well. Have been playing very well. Have been playing very well, but at the same time, I think that um, they've been giving up plays at the wrong moment. It's been moments for this defense, right? Like they, for the most part, for the most for the game, they've been playing pretty well. But at the same time, it's like the wrong time to give up a first down conversion, the wrong time to give up a touchdown. 
a wrong time to give up a 30 yard completion. Like it's been moments with this defense that they seem like they they're not they're not getting the moment they're realizing the moments that they're in. Like we gotta get a stop here, make sure they don't convert here, you know, that kind of thing. Like you guys saying, like the situational uh intelligence as far as this team is just very, very low. Um mm-hmm. and another thing, Kyle Hamilton, like get him off the field at this point. Like the man still is confused. I don't com- I don't care what his draft where he was drafted, y'all know he's a first round draft pick for the Ravens. He clearly does the, the game is too fast for him right now. Like he doesn't need to be on the field. I don't put Geno Stone out there, uh, some of the other safeties or whatever. Um, because even Jalen Armand Davis right now has been like a scratch for the last couple games. Like even they took him off the field now, depending at this point. Um, he doesn't need to be out there if he's that looking that lost on the defensive side of the ball, especially with Marcus Williams being out. Like you cannot afford having Mark, having Kyle Hammond just getting burned on a play deep down the middle because he didn't know he was supposed to cover that guy. Like that's that, that can't happen. Um, again, like you guys said, like, I, I don't look, I'm not looking forward to this game. Like you said the right thing. Trey. I'm like, now we're coming to each game where I'm looking at it. Well, well, the Ravens have been winning every other game. Right. But they won the last home game. So that means they got to lose the next home game, right? Like something has to, <laughs> something <laughs> has to, something in something in that in that those that 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 formula has to break or something at some point, right? Based on how it's been going, and I'm just kind of like, like you guys said, I think we said it before the show started. If 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 they lose this Browns game, somebody's got to get fired. I'm sorry. At that point, like you, I think you said, Trey, if the Ra- Ravens lose this Brown game. Harbaugh has lost the locker room, period. Because no matter what he said, no matter what Malcolm X quote he brought up this week, or whatever it is that he does, or whatever sword he wants to bring out and, you know, motivate the guys and stuff, it's not working anymore. It's not. If those guys aren't responding to that and everything else, even with all the, you know, bringing out the 2012 Super Bowl team and they're going to, you know, show the banner and all this other stuff and everything else, if that's not enough to beat this Browns team. And again, if you go from back to back weeks losing games to Daniel Jones and Jacoby Brissett, no, somebody got to get fired. Somebody. Or they're going to be Ravens fans outside the castle just like holding up signs. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised that if the Ravens lose that game in regular fashion like they have been these the, the last three times that they've lost games like this. If they lose to the, the Browns at home the way they've been losing, I wouldn't be surprised if fans just start throwing stuff at them on the field. The, I, I can just feel the tension now. And Ravens fans, I don't. you guys have seen it on Twitter and everybody else, Ravens fans are irate right now. Yeah. Ravens fans are at their wits end right now. Like, even if we win this game, like, well, at least they won. They're winning the division games. If they lose to the Browns and you finish it, you're going in three and four. Like, I mean, and they go against the Buc- I think the, Buc- the Buccaneers after that. Like, and then the Saints before they hit a bye week. I'm like, you, can- you-, you came into this season. You finished fourth place last year. You came in with one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. You're getting healthier. Your running back came back two weeks ago. Okay, Lamar Jackson has been playing. Rashad Bateman, for the most part, has been playing. You know, he's got hurt. He's been hurt the last two weeks. Ronnie Stanley is back. There is no reason you should be sitting with a losing record right now. But they're staring that down. They're staring it down. 
to the fact that they may have a losing record if they lose to this Browns game. And it's a divisional game. And like we've we've been saying for the last few weeks, right? We were like, if the Ravens just do these things, like you said, stick to the run game, they're going to have to just pound the rock like they did in this game because the Browns are susceptible to the run. But the problem is, is that if we look each game, the Ravens aren't doing that. What game plan are they going in with each week? Because they're not attacking the, the continuously to attack the weaknesses of teams that they're playing. Like you guys said, there, there's no reason why Kenyon Drake, looking at the game flow, the way things were going, I don't. I'm pretty sure the Ravens didn't expect Kenyon Drake to have 119 yards on the ground that day, but it happened. Any other decent coach worth their merit would have said, "You know what? We're sticking with number 19 today, or number 17. We're sticking with number 17 today, because he's killing this team right now. He could have had 150 yards by the time that game was over. Easy." But they didn't stick with it. <clears throat> so there's right now in my mind, I mean, there's, we, we talk about the keys to the game and what they should be doing to win this football game. But I have no faith in this offense right now that they're even going to figure out what's working. Like, like you said, Trey, like we didn't see any of those Devin DuVernay, Debo plays at all. None of those screen plays from last the, the Bengals game. None of that. The stuff that literally worked from the, the week before, you didn't see at all. Like I feel like Greg Roman and John Harbaugh tear up the play sheet from last week and just write a whole new one. Like, do they even look at film? They they, they, they they can't. They must not look at film because you would think, like, let's pull some of this stuff that worked, some of this stuff that worked, or let's look at the Patriots-Browns game. What worked against the Patriots against the Browns? We have a good running game. J.K. Dobbins is back. Um, if he's able to practice fully this week, he can go out there. I think Justice Hill is practicing again. Uh, Gus Edwards is on his way back or whatever. So we should have enough running backs to effectively run this game. Ronnie Stanley is back on the field. It looks like 100% now. We should effectively be able to run this game the way we want to. And they said, we're going to go back to 2019. Remember that? They were, we're going to go back to the 20. We're trying to get back to what we were doing in 2019. That Giants game last week was the perfect opportunity to go back to 2019. The Ravens fans would have been happy if the Ravens, we were just like, you know what? Just run Kenyon Drake until he runs into the ground. 175 yards and a touchdown or two touchdowns, whatever. Just do that. Just do that. But they didn't do it. And here we're going to have a game again where the Ravens, we don't know what they're going to do passing-wise. Again, they're only, the receivers only have four receptions for 45 yards. So um, if you're a Browns defensive coordinator, you kind of already know what's going on. You bracket Mark Andrews, or Mandrews, who we call him. You bracket him. And just make everybody else beat you, right? If the Ravens are only going to throw four, four times, five times to their receivers, and all of them are under fifty yards combined, you're going to win that. You're going to win that battle easy, easy. So uh, again, like Deshaun Jackson is there. I don't know how much an impact he's going to actually have. I'm not going to put any expectations out there. Um, before we get out of here, we got to do scores. We got to do the scores. Um, What's your guy's score? <laughs> I'll give mine last. What, what is your guy's score for this week? Because I'm a praying man, I'm just going to say 27-20. I think, I think we're going to win. Um, I don't know if winning is best for what we need long-term. We need mm-hmm. some change. But I, but I think they're going to get the W. Um, 27-20, Baltimore. I think we're just going to grind it out. Um, typical old school Ravens football, twenty to ten. I think we're just going to run the ball, um, control the clock. 
and just you know get out of there with a victory. So I say twenty to ten. All right. Um, you know, I think it's a d- typical divisional game, kind of much like the the Bengals Ravens game we had like a couple weeks ago. Not a high scoring game, but I will say um, I'm going to say the Browns uh, twenty one, Ravens nineteen. Um, only because again they have not scored more than twenty points in the last three weeks. Um, this passing offense appears to just be a completely just not effective right now. Um, the the edge rushers they're going to be facing are the the defense they're going to be facing talent wise is a lot better than what they faced this past week. Uh, I saw how Lamar handled that pressure last week, and I'm pretty sure Miles Garrett and them are going to give you know give they're going to get they're going to have opportunities against Lamar in this game. Um, and again, I just don't have faith in this the court the offensive staff to effectively find out what you know stick with the game plan uh at not just not the game plan that they go in with but the game plan as it evolves throughout the game i just don't have a feeling that they're going to be able to evolve with the game and follow the game flow and stick with what's work with what's what's working and i feel like i think the ravens are going to have the lead going to the fourth quarter i think it's gonna be a slim lead i think they're gonna have it by like six points um, but I think the Browns score a late touchdown and the Ravens offense, like they have been doing the last few weeks, just doesn't find a way to score in the fourth quarter. And the Ravens lose another stinker at home. So last time I picked them to lose, they won. So we'll see. Miles <laughs> is getting Harbaugh and Roman out of here with these picks. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying. I'm like, yeah. I, I like, like Trey, like, like Trey said, it's like, uh, you, you in the back of your mind, it's like you kind of want them to lose this week, just because you're like, if, if if at least if they lose, you know something's got to happen, right? Something's got to happen if that happens. You lose to the Kobe set and the Browns. I don't care if the Browns are ever a 12 win theme, 13 team. It's still the Browns. It's still the Cleveland Browns, and you've owned this team since they've been in the division. So I'm like, if they lose to the Browns, something's got to happen, right? Something's got to happen. So. I'm not wishing ill will on this team. However, just based on what they've done lately, I'm going I'm to have to pick them to lose this one. Just because, again, I feel like this loss, it's – I wouldn't know I, – I can't say that it's worse than the Dolphins' loss or anything else like that. But the same – or the Bills' loss. But it just felt like this team now with the social media stuff coming out, um, guys now, J.K. Dobbins liking – like you said, liking tweets that him being traded and – Rashad Bateman laughing at the addition of of uh, Deshaun Jackson to the team, and Marlon Humphrey saying, you know, in the sanity stuff, insanity tweets or whatever about doing the same thing over and over again. You can clearly tell this team is they're they're at the breaking point right now. They're at the breaking point, and I think it all started with that with Marcus Peters blowing up at John Harbaugh in that Bills game. That's when that's when it started. Okay, Marcus Peters is one of the more vocal guys on the team. Um, and I think him blowing up like that, we had never seen that under Harbaugh. We had never really seen that. That that was a telling moment right there. Um, and I think it's now trickled down to everybody else on the team. Um, when your guys are starting to feel like they don't want to belong there anymore or they don't feel like this team is putting it forth its best, its best effort to go win football games, and it feels like the players, especially on defense, especially the, the, the secondary, is literally out there they want to probably play man coverage. They have the corners in Marlin and Marlon and Peters to play man coverage, but they don't because Mike McDonald continues to call zone coverage on these third and long plays. And from time and time and time again, they keep these teams convert these third and longs. 
I, I there's I just think I just think after after that Dolphins game they felt like they could bounce back, and now they're starting to they're now there's a trend now with this with this team, and I just feel like if they again if they don't get out to a twenty five, <laughs> they don't score like you know twenty seven or thirty points in this first half, and they can kind of like what the what the Giants did they didn't let them score in the first quarter at all the Ravens got zero points. If they can hold them to ten or ten points or under in that first half, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So, all right. Well, that was enough venting for the day. <laughs> um, but you know, let's we'll see what happens. Uh, we're gonna watch because we're we're it's a drug. I'm gonna watch it on Sunday. <laughs> like, why do I put why do I put myself through this each week? <laughs> um. But you know, they would they would definitely I think they definitely need a um they need an impressive victory. Like just just squeaking by won't do it for them. They need a win where they just they win on all three phases, special teams, offense, and defense. That's what they need. If they were gonna really bounce back and really get to the next level, that's what they're gonna need. So um that's it for today's show. Uh we'll catch you guys next week. Hopefully the Ravens win, but if they don't We'll see us. There's some changes being made. So we'll catch you guys next Friday. Peace. Peace.